Hi, and welcome to this week's edition of the Ocean View Podcast. No matter where you're at in our country or around the world, we thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Now sit back and enjoy this week's message. Well, happy Easter, everybody. Thank you. That's my buddy back there. He was up here. I'm, hey, I want to hire you for our team. You got, you, you're awesome, bud. Do me a favor. On the count of three, I want to hear you say, he is alive. Ready? One, two, three. He is alive. Absolutely. I'll tell you. Here's the truth about that. You know, when someone says that, a pastor gets up and he says that, there are many of you that shout it at the top of your lungs and in your heart, you're saying, yes, he's alive. But if we're really honest in this room, up in the balcony on the floor, there are some of you that are skeptics. There are some of you that are here too, that even though you say it and know it in your mind, but your heart is echoing a different version. Could be because of life circumstances, could be because of a bad week, could be because of a bad few years. But when we say he's alive, it's difficult for you because you look around and you see someone with joy shouting it. And you yourself have trouble echoing those words. Maybe a little bit of bitterness sinks in. Well, today we're going to talk in just a moment about a, a couple of ladies who had uh, an experience walking down a road. And even though they believed in Jesus, their heart, both their hearts were in very different places. But before we begin, um, let's be honest, those parents in the room and grandparents, show me your hands. You can see mine. I've got red dye. How many of you have the dye marks from the colored Easter eggs this week? Yes, I see a lot of them. Absolutely. Um, you know, the truth is the Easter egg is, is a pretty um, important symbol. Um, how many of you uh, have been on Easter egg hunts or had to do an Easter egg hunt this week? Some of you in this room. Oh, come on, people. I know some of you have. You're just kind of sitting there. Thank you. Thank you. That's my buddy right there. Can you come back for the next two services? I'd love to have you. Um, But here's the truth. Some of us, we like Easter egg hunts. Some of us, we grew up in churches. We don't talk about Easter egg hunts because it's not about, Easter's about Jesus and not about Easter egg hunts. But here's the truth. Did you know that the Easter egg actually represents, um, has a symbolic representation of Jesus? Did you know that Martin Luther himself used to hold Easter egg hunts on Easter Sunday? He and the men of the church would hide Easter eggs, and the ladies and the children go out and find Easter eggs. Yes, even Martin Luther held Easter egg hunts. And the reason why is because it symbolized the tomb of Christ. And so there's a lot of different symbols, and the Easter egg represents those. But Easter eggs also have a lot of different symbols in our culture. I don't know if you know this, but in our culture today, um, computer programmers, they have a term called Easter eggs. And what they've done over the years is they actually hide in the programming of some software that we use, they actually hide Easter eggs. And if you know the code, you can crack open the Easter egg within the software program. Don't believe me? It's true. In a Mac, you can actually crack open a Tetris Easter egg and play Tetris on your Mac computer. You can play the game Snake on your Macintosh. How many of you have ever been to the mall and when you walk through the food court, they have a Mrs. Fields cookie place. And when you walk by it, you smell the cookies as if they have the ovens outside and you have to, have to, have to get one of those cookies. The truth is somebody knew the Mrs. Fields cookie recipe and did you know that they actually put it into a Mac computer? And if the person knew the code, they could crack it open and get the recipe. If you go home today and in Microsoft Word, if you type in the following, equals rand 5, 10, 
the following will be displayed. The quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog. Did you also know that George Lucas, George Lucas himself, in movie, he would put Easter eggs. In Raiders of the Lost Ark, there is actually a symbol right here of R2-D2 and C-3PO that actually happened in the movies. Some of you came to church and said, man, I got so much out of the message today. It's incredible. But Easter eggs are not only computer coding and programs. They also, the definition of an Easter egg is an important pivotal moment in history. And we've seen a lot of Easter eggs in our history. We've seen some of the following. Gutenberg's movable type. The Magna Carta. Luther's 95 Thesis. Mozart's Requiem. Jefferson's Declaration of Independence. Louis Pasteur, discovering pasteurization, immunization, Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation, the 19th Amendment, and Martin Luther King Jr.'s famous speech, I Have a Dream, are all pivotal, amazing, incredible moments throughout our history, and they're known as Easter eggs. We had one of those Easter eggs happen in November in our culture that captured the imagination of our country. It happened late at night, And it changed the fabric of history. Take a look. To all you Cardinals fans, I'm very, very sorry. Yes, the Cubs broke 108 years of infamy. An Easter egg happened. There's a lot of different terms for Easter eggs. And today we're going to talk a little bit more about an Easter egg that was found coming down the road with two ladies, two individuals. And before we begin, there was a couple ladies. After Jesus died on the cross and we celebrated Good Friday, Passover happens during that time. And a couple of ladies are having to deal with the emotions of losing Jesus Christ on a cross. You have to, let me set the stage here a little bit. It's really easy for us to come in here. We just sing about how Jesus rose from the grave. But you have to understand, those that were closest to Jesus, the ladies, the disciples, all of them that would gather around, um, it was anything but a wonderful morning. Because on that morning, they woke up losing their hope. They woke up with their hope in a grave. These ladies would walk down a road having to do something that they never intended to do. And maybe, just maybe, you came in here, and while everybody else is shouting he's alive and is excited about Easter Sunday, today is anything but a joyous day. Let's be honest, I've been there. Sometimes Easter Sunday is check it off your list and do your spiritual duty for the day. I know what that feels like. But these ladies are going to see, and their world is going to change today. And my prayer, I'm just going to let it out. My prayer for you in this room is that today becomes like one of those Easter eggs in history for you. So as we jump in, we're going to open up our Bibles or you can follow along on the TV or if you have your iPads or iPhones, you can follow the YouVersion app. We're going to jump into a book called Luke. Luke was a doctor and Luke wrote one of the books of the Bible that talks about the ministry of Jesus. And because he's a doctor, he's very meticulous about what happens I love Luke's writing. And we're going to pick up the story of two women walking on early Sunday morning toward the grave for a very different reason. Let's follow along. Luke 24, 1 through 2. But very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb 
taking the spices they had prepared, they found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. Pause. So two ladies are walking up, and the first thing that we see, and I love how Luke writes, he says, hey, it was really early. Do you know why it was really early in the morning for these ladies? You see, the Sabbath was anything but a day of rest for these ladies. Because these ladies had to prepare the Passover meal. It was the ladies' responsibility to make sure that the home was prepared and that all the elements were prepared for the family to celebrate the Passover. And so while it's supposed to be a day of rest, for ladies in the biblical culture, it was anything but a day of rest for them. So I want you to imagine these two ladies. They have to get up early in the morning, already exhausted physically. They have to walk a road to the place where Jesus the hope that they had in the Savior of the world, his body lays. And here they are, crack of dawn, walking up on this road, and they're carrying spices. Do you know why they're carrying spices? Because these ladies had a job that they never wanted to do. You see, they were going to go to the tomb to prepare the body for burial. And the way that you did that is on the third day of a body that had been sitting, you carry spices with you just so that you can stand the environment that you're about to walk into. And so these ladies are walking up. And right away we see on the bottom it says the tomb rolled away. And we're all excited. See, ladies, yes, there's hope. No, 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 no. These ladies looked. And here's what they thought. Who took the body? Where did the soldiers put him? Not only did their day start off pretty lousy, but then as they get to the tomb where they had their plan in place, they all of a sudden see the stone rolled away. And now they're wondering what happened to Jesus. And we continue here. So they went in, but they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. As they stood there puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them, clothed in dazzling robes. These ladies walk into the tomb, and they don't find anything. And two angels appear. Two angels that are about to change the fabric of history. And the two angels are looking intently at these two ladies And these two ladies are taken aback. They're terrified. And do you know why the reason they're terrified is they went into a situation expecting one thing and finding something different. You see, on this third day, the ladies walked into their third day with expectations, and those expectations were miserable. They're going to walk on a road with spices to cover an ungodly smell. And they're going to have to bury Jesus. You know what happens in our life on third days for us? How many of you have ever walked into a situation where you walk in expecting one thing and you're terrified because something else happens? It happens to me every night at my house, let me be honest. Because we have a bedtime routine in our house. Our son, you know, he gets ready, he goes, he's old enough, takes his own shower, he gets ready to go. And then before he goes to bed, we go up, he calls us up, and we go up to be able to say our prayers with Connor. And many times I will walk up the stairs and and I'll say, Connor, are you ready? Yes, Dad, come pray. And I will walk into his room and I will walk into his bedroom expecting to find Connor on his bed ready for me to come pray with him. And I'll walk into the room and the room will be dark. And when I walk into the room, I'm like, Connor, Connor. Connor, and I know he's hiding. And I know the room. I decorated the room. I put the room in order. I know where the bed is. I know where the closet. I know where everything's at. I know what to expect in this room. But I walk in, and isn't it true when we walk into a situation that we don't know what's going to happen, instead of walking right into what we know, we walk in like this. It's ridiculous. 
I know what's in that room and I know he's in that room and I know what's going to happen, but still I walk in like this. And nine times out of ten, he will pop out of a closet and say, boo, and I will get scared to death. And I'll be terrified. And these ladies walked into a tomb knowing what it was. But all of a sudden they're terrified. We continue on. The women were terrified and bowed with their faces to the ground. Then the men asked, why are you looking among the dead for someone who's alive? He's not here. He is risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee. The ladies come in and here's the great news. They walked into their expectation and on a third day when everything was going wrong they walked in and Jesus Christ is not there. The angels look at her on on their third day and he's alive. You see these ladies had a third day that was to be miserable but an Easter egg showed up. An Easter egg that would change the fabric of history. How many of you have had a third day? I think a lot of us have. Third days can be good, third days can be bad. For some, you've had life-changing third days. There's a definition for that. You should write this down. A Rubicon is reaching the point of no return. That's the actual definition of the term Rubicon. Where some of you have reached a point in your life, maybe it's this week, maybe it's the last couple of years, but you've reached a place to where it's a point of no return. I like to define it as this. One life dies and another is born. You see, here's the truth. Some of you have had a third day in your history. And that third day, and you might not have thought about it, but because of what happened, it changed the fabric of your life. One life died, and another life began. And in that new life, here's what ends up happening. There's no hope. There's no joy. There's no hope for a difference, which means this. Instead of you walking into your life and every day being open and willing and hopeful for a difference and for change and a better life, instead, because of that Rubicon, because of what that third day happened, you walk in expecting the same thing to happen every day. Nothing's going to get better. Nothing's going to change. For some of you, that's true in your marriage. For some of you, that's true in your family, where every day you wake up and instead of hope, you know nothing is going to change. So what's your third day? For some, it was the day that you were fired from your job. For some, it was the day that you filed for bankruptcy. For some, it's the day that your marriage died. For some, it's the day that a child died. It's the day you what? What's your third day? What's that day that has caused you to lose hope? And every day you walk, your third day is nothing more than hopelessness. I've got good news for you today. If you are feeling that way, and here's the good news, most everyone in this room has had a third day. The difference is, is how do some people move past and why do some people get again. So where's your hope at today? I got good news for you. If you study scripture, God has placed Easter eggs throughout scripture to remind us today that there's hope. 
God has placed hidden things in the Bible for us to grab onto and to remember that He knows what we're going through, that He has a better third day ahead of us, and that there will be hope for us if we just hang on and if we just believe and if we just hold on to the message of Easter. Did you know this? In the Old Testament, God sealed a covenant with Moses on a third day. God called Moses up on a mountain. And God met with Moses. And here's what God did for Moses. He made a covenant and said, I will be your God. And I want you to take these commandments, the commandments that we built our judicial system today off of. You don't think that the Bible isn't relevant today. Our court system, judicial system, is built off the Ten Commandments that God gave to Moses on a third day, as if to say, I know you feel like you're wandering, Moses. I know you feel like you're just out in the middle of nowhere, but I'm making a covenant on a third day to remind you that I will be your God through all times. And a lot of us, we take hope in that, but some of us say, yeah, Terry, I know God's there, but you don't understand. I'm facing a moment That is going to be really difficult for me and it's going to change my life for the worse. Did you also know that God on a third day had Esther go to the for the safety of the Jews? If you don't know that story, don't worry about it. There was a young lady and by law, if anybody entered the king's presence without being summoned, they were put to death. And Esther, needing on a third day to beg for the life of her people, summoned the courage, even in the face of certain death, To hope in Christ that, God, I know an Easter egg is there and I know that a third day is waiting for me and I'm going to step in and you're going to show up. And God did and rescued His people. Did you also know that Abraham was walking up a mountain with Isaac, his son, and he was to sacrifice him to death on the third day. And just as Abraham reached up and took the knife out, God stayed His hand on a third day as if to say, No! Because of your faith and your trust and your hope that there is a better future. You don't have to do that, Abraham. You have the faith that I'm looking for. The Easter eggs that we find in Scripture crack open the fabric of biblical history as if to tell us there is hope on this Easter Sunday. Here's a question for you today. Will you let God crack open your despair? Will you let God crack open your hopelessness? Will you let God crack open your alcoholism? Will you let God crack open your crankiness? Will you let God crack open your mediocrity? Will you let God crack open your fears? That's the message of Easter today. For those of you who have had no hope and you're walking through and every day is just like the other day and you've lost your hope, you've forgotten something we talked about from the beginning. Here's the truth. He's alive. He's alive. I'm almost done, but I hear my heart. For some of you, you came with a family friend and you're coming here on Easter and you expected to hear a message about how Jesus rose from the grave and you did. But I pray, my prayer for you is is that you don't leave this room without knowing and believing in your heart. If you really believe that he's alive, that means he's alive in you, which means that he has the power. He has all the ability 
to bring your third day from the ashes to the mountaintops. He has the power to save your marriage. He has the power to save your family. The question for you as you are walking down the road like those ladies, do you believe that he can have a better third day for you? It's your choice. You know, during the children's message, we started with a couple of red eggs. And I encourage you when you go home, if you have the time, and you don't even have to dye them if you don't want to, but I encourage you to do this as a family around the table. It is a Greek tradition. A lot of denominations and a lot of cultures will do it as well. But the red dye represents the blood of Christ, the blood of Christ that covers all. The shell of the egg represents the tomb that Jesus was in. And when you play that game and you crack open that tomb, it's a reminder that rebirth happens, that he's alive in you. And the greatest thing that I shared earlier during that kid's message is, is that when one person wins, we all win. Because you turn your egg over and you say, come, crack mine. Because he's not only alive in you, he's alive in me. I close by reminding you of this. Many people in this room will think, I've done too many wrong things. I've run too far from God. God doesn't care about me. God doesn't like me. God can't even stand me because of what I did last night. That's not true. And that's not biblical. That's why Jesus died a horrific death on a cross for you. So that no one could ever say the sacrifice that he gave wasn't enough for you. So he died for the quote-unquote perfect people. And he died for the quote-unquote losers of the world. Because he doesn't see you as a loser. He doesn't see you as a perfect person. He sees you as a child of God. That he came died on a cross and rose three days later and he's alive today for you. The question is, will you receive that message today and have hope that you can have a better third day because he's alive? Would you pray with me? In this room with our eyes closed and heads bowed, in just a second, we're going to have a song that's going to be played. And I'm going to encourage you just in the quietness of your heart as a song is played, I encourage you to just, if you haven't prayed in a long time, here's the good news. There's no magic formula to prayer. Here's the good news. God wants to hear from you. And so even if you haven't prayed, even if you haven't done anything in a long time, today in just a moment, you can talk to God in the quietness of your heart. For some of you, it's time for you to take a step of faith and to trust Him as Lord and Savior. For some of you, you've tried it your own way. You've tried to live your life the way you want to live it, and it hasn't gone well. And maybe today, the Easter egg moment for you is to finally say, God, I don't understand it all, but I am suffering. I don't like my life. I don't like my third day. And today, I want you to come in, and I want you to change my future. And so if that's you, in just a moment, I just want you to pray these words in your heart. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. I'm lost. And in this moment, I ask for you to come into my life. I ask for you to change it. And I want a new third day. I want you to be the Christ of Easter in my life. Thank you that because I'm trusting you, I will spend eternity and that you love me as a child of God. 
For some of you in this room, you've already prayed that prayer, but you have run from God. And you're hiding. And you don't even want to look at God because you know the truth. Today, I just encourage you to pray these things. God, I thank you that I'm still a child of God. I thank you that because of what your word says, you love me no matter what. So God, right now, I turn my face to you and I tell you, Lord, help me. God, I open my arms and I say, be the Christ of Easter in my life from this day forward. Help me to take a new step and a new path every day. And I promise to give you the glory. Whatever God is speaking to your heart today, I encourage you in a moment as you listen to this song to talk to God and allow him be to be the Christ of Easter. Father, may you bless this moment. May you be glorified as we talk to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for listening to today's podcast. If you would like more information about the ministries at Ocean View, or if you'd like to speak to someone directly, you can visit our website at www.ovbc.org. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.